Yo, 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 what's going on, guys? This is NBA Ramos, and we have a lot to talk about for what has just happened for Game 2, the NBA Finals. Let's waste no time. Let's jump right into it. All right, so let's jump right into it. So the Warriors have just stole Game 2 of the NBA Finals in Toronto to tie up the series. Now it's 1-1. to They're going to go back to Oracle now, play game three, which it was a big, big, big deal for them to take either this game or for them to take game one, which obviously they weren't able to take game one, but they were able to squeeze this victory out game two in Toronto, which is big. So now, like I said, they're going to go back to Oracle, play the next two games there, which, you know, they, uh, they do have a good, good crowd, so... It is always hard to play in Oracle, so it's it's gonna be hard. Raptors are gonna have to come out, and they're really gonna have to give it their all. They're gonna have to play no games there. They're gonna have to come out swinging for both games. So you have to not let up. Like I think that they really let up this game. So uh, let's jump right into it. Let's get into it. Let's see exactly what was going on with it. So I think a big part though of the Warriors' win today was Demarcus Cousins. I think he was absolutely huge today for the Warriors and it was something that they were missing out in the first game because the first game like I said it was a lot of just Steph I think Steph was carrying a lot of them Clay had his 21 points so he was solid it wasn't like Steph Steph had 34 if I'm not mistaken 32 around there and he pretty much was carrying them but with this game I feel like Steph was pretty much locked down. Toronto did great. I give them a lot of props because they they really held Curry to... He shot 6-17, so he shot 35%, which is not good at all. He did end the game, though, with 23 points. But the first half, he was pretty much non-existent. I mean, they were playing great defense. They had Van Fleet picking him up full court. And then also, too, Danny Green was doing the same thing, picking him up full court. And he couldn't... The guy couldn't even breathe just to get over half court. So they did good on that. And they, like I said, they held, they held them to pretty much nothing in the first half. The end of the first half, though, Curry was starting to feel it a little bit more. He was starting to get into his groove. But most of the first half, Toronto did excellent. And they held them to pretty much nothing. And he was, at one point, I think he was 0-6. And I was surprised even that he had six shots because that's how good of defense that Toronto was playing. But he did end the game 23 points. He didn't shoot too well, but his free throws helped him. He shot 8-9 free throws, so not too good on three. He was 3-10, but like I said, hats off to Toronto with that because they really did say in the first half, they pretty much told the Warriors, we're going to shut Clay. I'm sorry. They're going to shut Clay, uh, Steph Curry down, and we're going to make the other guys beat us. So that was a big thing, and the Warriors didn't really respond to it in the first half. Towards the end of the first half, I think they picked it up a little bit more. But most of the first half, they didn't. Clay was on fire. He came out swinging. And he was pretty much hitting everything in the, just in the first quarter. I know he had the first eight points of the Warriors, you know, in the first quarter. So, I mean, he came out swinging. So, and unfortunately, he got hurt. But we'll get to that a little bit later in the, in, uh, in the episode. But, but he came out swinging. He was pretty much doing the workload because of how good a defense Toronto was playing on stuff but back to uh, DeMarcus Cousins he started Steve Kerr had him start in this game 
And I think that was huge. It was huge because I said before that last game, game one, the Warriors needed that third option to kind of lift them because they only lost by like eight points in that first game. And it was pretty much three guys in double figures in that first game. And it was only Steph, Clay, and Draymond. And Draymond didn't shoot good at all. But even though DeMarcus, he only had 11 points. He had 10 rebounds, but this is where it's really big. He had six assists. Six assists for their center. That's pretty good because Curry only had four. Clay had five. Draymond had nine. Iguodala had six. That shows how good of ball movement that that team really moves. And DeMarcus was big, 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 big in their win today. He he was able to... It was, it was hard for Toronto to really stop the ball movement because they have DeMarcus who's a very good playmaker for a center. Draymond's always a good playmaker. Steph is an underrated playmaker and Clay's also a, a nice solid playmaker and even Iguodala. Iguodala is a, is also a very good playmaker too. So they have a guy they have guys that can make plays for other guys too. And back to the first half, I think that Tor- Toronto really held them and they were they were putting their foot down and they were coming out the first few minutes both teams were not shooting good at all it was pretty pretty much a rocky start I think Clay Thompson out of both teams was the only person that was shooting somewhat good but the rest of the both teams were not shooting good at all so it was I think it was still a little bit of adrenaline that was you know going with both teams I think it was more the Warriors wanted to come. They tried to come out hard right away so that they were able to kind of control the game, unlike game one. And Toronto knew that, and they were trying to match their energy, I thought. But they, both teams, like I said, came out not shooting too well. But they were able, Toronto was able to really go out there and still push the pace and they had guys Kawhi had 34 shot 40 percent not too bad but not too good Siakam not a good game at all honestly for for the game that he had in game one he had 12 points in 40 minutes you could basically say 41 so he played 40 minutes 56 seconds so it's about 41 minutes and he shot five of 18 which is about 28% so not good at all and another thing is too when you're not shooting the ball well you have to go and try to draw fouls he only shot four free throws so that's big because like I said earlier with Kawhi when even though Kawhi didn't have that great of a game in game one he's still able to get to the line like he always does so I think Siakam even though his shot wasn't falling, he should have went to the lane more, tried to draw more fouls. So he's still able to contribute a little bit more. And Marcus Gasol, another guy who had a great game in game one, didn't play that well either. He shot two of seven, about 29%. And he only gave you six points and six rebounds. And he's another guy who, who can make good plays too. He's a good playmaker for a seven-footer. And he only had two assists. And I know, you know, other guys have to knock down shots and everything too, but still I think it was it's a different different uh game plan compared to the Warriors Warriors move the ball excellent they they move it very very well very very well but also to Danny Green 
he had big shots. I'll, he had some big shots in the game. Only shot three of seven, eight points. Kyle Lowry fouled out of the game, which I thought was not not too much of a smart play on his end at the, to foul out because he was already playing with five fouls, and the foul he committed to get him fouled, that was not a good foul with about three minutes left, so I didn't think that was good at all. But he only gave you about 13 points, and he didn't shoot well at all either, four of 11. Now, this guy gave you a lot, Fred Van Fleek. He shot seven of 17, not too good, not too bad, about 42%, 40, eh, 42 41 actually I'm sorry but he gave you 17 points that's a huge lift off the bench huge lift because as I said earlier when you have guys like Kyle Lowry Danny Green that are starters and they're not producing that much it's nice to have a spark plug off the bench that gives you the little push and not only was he giving you a solid 17 points off the bench he was on Curry like glue he was Steph couldn't even breathe without this guy right on his neck. I mean, it, it. he was basically, he was the spark plug off the bench that was trying to also get his teammates hyped up and fired up so that he's pushing them to, you know, kind of just trying to, you know, will his way in to win this game. And unfortunately, they weren't able to, but I really, really do like that a part of his game. He's a, he's a dog, and he really does try to go out there, and he plays with heart, and that's always 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 good that's always a plus for any player any team would love to have someone like him but I thought that he was a very very big uh contribute contribution I should say uh to this to the Raptors today even though they weren't able to, to pull it off but but back to the winning team which is the Warriors and as I said earlier in the video uh, in the podcast that DeMarcus Cousins he was I think the main vocal point and driving force for this uh, Warriors team to win today because like I said Curry was not playing that too he wasn't playing too good in the first half he started picking up later on at the end of the first half but second half he really started to get going you can see him getting to his flow he took a deep three a very very deep three Uh, I think it was sometime in the third quarter but it was a deep three and when he hits that it's you know, it's not, it's not much that you can really do to it. But besides Boogie's impact, the biggest impact that pretty much, I would say, sold the Warriors on winning the game was the 18 to nothing run by them. Now, Toronto cannot let that happen at all. This is the Warriors we're talking about. This is the defending champions. They're going for a three-peat. Okay, you can't let these guys just run, especially at home too. You can't let these guys do that. And it was Toronto was one, if I'm not mistaken, it had to be one of 18, one of 19 before they were able to stop the 18 and nothing run. I mean, you you can't do that. And it was a lot of threes too. It wasn't even just some of them were inside, but they were taking a lot of threes. And I know you take the three because it's an open shot, but. When the Warriors are on an 18 to nothing run, that is nothing to play around about. You have to get into the lane, draw a foul, which I think Kawhi Leonard was the one who did it and uh, broke the uh, 18 to nothing run by Golden State. But you can't let those guys get on an 18 to nothing run because I think, honestly, that pretty much was the ceiling of the game for the Warriors. Once they got that, they pushed it to 11, 12, I think, and they pretty much had the Raptors at an arm's length the rest of the way 
Now, the end of the game is when it started to get a little closer, yeah. But if the Warriors don't go on that 18 nothing run, I honestly don't think that they would have been able to win this game. Because Toronto was winning the game. They were pretty much controlling it at their pace the whole the whole game, I would say. Well, the first half, I should the end the whole first half, I should say. Until the Warriors got on to that 18 nothing run. But that was huge. That was huge for the Warriors. They were able to control it and start playing Warrior Championship basketball. So that was a big piece, I would say. Another thing I think that did hurt the Warriors in the first half before they started pushing their pace was their bench. Their bench compared to the Raptors, I think, was... <laughs> they really... it It's hard because they have guys on the bench like McKinney's... I like McKinney. He can shoot the ball. He's a longer guard. He can defend okay. But at the end of the day, he's still a very young player. Livingston's a little older now. He still contributes. Still about a six eight six seven guy, so he's still a long guy. But Quinn Cook, I do like Quinn Cook a lot. He, I would say, was their best piece off the bench because he hit at one point he had three threes in a row, and that was big. He had nine points fin- finished the game, but that was a big piece for them. I think to kind of keep pushing the pace for them. But compared to the Raptors. At least the Raptors weren't, you know, their starter besides Kawhi was still playing solid. But Lowry, not that good of a game. Danny Green, not that good of a game. Marcus Gasol and Siakam were, hate to say, but they were pretty much, they were disappointing this game. Especially after Siakam had such a great game in game one. And he just didn't show up. And I, not, not saying he didn't show up. There was a couple shots that he missed. A couple threes that he had that were wide open. And he was missing them. Missed a couple little baby hooks, too, that I thought he could have made. But the Warriors played really good defense on him. So I give them a lot of credit on that as well. But Van Fleek was good off their bench. And even though Ibaka, Ibaka only had seven points, but he gave you 10 rebounds in 16 minutes. So that was good, too. Even Norman Powell, Norman Powell gave you about seven points. Not too bad to at least uplift your bench. But Golden State's bench, I don't think, was that good. I think it was only Quinn Cook and a little bit of Sean Livingston. Rest of those guys, Kevin Looney ended up getting hurt. McKinney played about 10 minutes. Like I said, he's still a very younger guy. Yurepko played about six minutes. Not too good. Andrew Bogut was actually very surprising. Now, the three the three field goals that he had, he had six points and seven minutes. And they were easy lobs. Easy lobs. And that's something Tor- Toronto can't let that happen. They have two guys down there. And Marcus Gasol, who's a seven-footer, and Siakam, who's close to a seven-footer, and they can't let Andrew Bogut, the guy who hasn't, who barely, he didn't even play the game one. You can't let him get easy lobs. I mean, that's just eat two. It's easy points there, and you just can't let that happen. But I think the Warriors were able to get to their get to their comfort zone, and like I said earlier, play Warrior Championship basketball. Another thing that does hurt them, I don't know how serious it's going to be and if it's going to affect the next game, was Clay got injured in the second half. They said it was his, his, if I'm not mistaken, if it was his calf. But that was, I think that's going to be a big part because he was carrying the Warriors pretty much in the first half. And he was he just got in his zone, which Clay does. He's one of the best shooters of all time. So 
I think that's going to hurt depending on how serious it is. Don't know how serious it is yet. They haven't said much, but at the end of the game, they showed them all going to the locker room and he had a nice pack kind of taped around it and he was kind of, he wasn't walking, he was kind of hobbling with it. So that's going to be a big piece for game three. They'll take a look into that. Also to, I think, Durant. And the Warriors were able to pull it together in the second half. Some of it was Toronto not being able to execute anything either. But it, it's a, it raises a question for Durant. Is he going to play the next game? From what I heard, I heard he, didn't, he hasn't even practiced yet. And they show him, and I showed him, they showed him in the tunnel today a couple times. And he's he's not even suited up, which I think is a little weird. I think that they should have the, at least him on the bench with his teammates. That's just my opinion on that, though. But that's a big question because in the first half when they were kind of the Warriors were kind of struggling and scrambling for points I think they could have used Durant in that situation he helps I mean he's Kevin Durant the guy's easily one of the best scorers of all time and he's also seven foot so he's he's not a bad defender at all either gives you more length to defend as well but you know we'll see what happens I feel like it's pretty they're pretty quiet with his injury, so I don't know much that's going to happen. I personally don't think he's going to play too much this this finals, or even if he's going to play at all. I think the Warriors are pretty much looking to see how they're handling it without him. And first game, they got, you know, they, they got smacked, and Toronto pretty much came out and whooped them the first game. But this game, I think they held onto it pretty well. They pretty much got back to the, their brand of basketball. But... The end of the game was very exciting. Got pretty close. Danny Green hit a big three, which only put them down, I think it was about two points, if I'm not mistaken. Might be wrong on that, but the Warriors were looking for Curry to pretty much seal the game, and the Raptors played pretty good defense, and, you know, Curry, he kicked it out to Andre Godala, and Godala, I honestly thought he was going to miss it because he hesitated a little bit, but him being the vet, you know, former finals MVP and he took the big shot and he was able to make it which sealed it right then and there for the Warriors to steal the game to game two on the road which is big big you have to take one of those games you have to take one at least one game you have to take at least one game away but other than that I think it was it was a it was a good game it was a very good game I think the Raptors they have they're gonna study the tape I know Nick Nurse is gonna go back to this and He's going to look at, it's easier said than done, but he's going to look at the Warriors' offense in general. I love the way that they play. It's simple basketball, but it looks so good. They do easy tic-tac-toe plays. They did a play where Curry's coming off. He's on the top of the key. They dump it into Boogie. It's three simple passes. Curry, Boogie, a cutting Sean Livingston, bang, easy bucket. Or they can do it with Draymond too. So that's what makes them so effective. And that, and I'm going to go back to that with uh, Draymond and DeMarcus. As I said, DeMarcus, I think, made a big impact this game, which helped them to win. Those are two, you got your two big guys that can make plays for others. And that's a big, big role, especially DeMarcus Cousins, because he only played eight minutes last game in game one. And he wasn't able to do anything. So I think the Steve Kerr made good adjustments for starting him. Making sure he was healthy enough to also start to and play a good amount. So he only played 
played 27 minutes compared to Steph and Clay. Well, Steph played Steph and Draymond actually. I'm sorry, they both played 40 minutes. But Demarcus in 27 minutes put up a solid stat line. He did shoot three eight, so 37 percent, not too good. But the 11 points he was able to get to the line, shot four three th- free throws, and the 10 rebounds, and like I said, the six assists. Those are big. Those are big, especially for your center. And he makes great passes. He's you know very underrated in that too. So that helps a lot. But they, I love the way that they run their offense. I love the way Steve Kerr has that offense set up where it's simple plays and a lot too. I like what they do. They use that brush screen for Steph Curry. So Steph Curry will use the brush screen to come up. And when they also run this play, it's either DeMarcus or Draymond making the pass. So Curry comes up on a brush screen and basically frees up either Sean Livingston, Clay Thompson, or like a McKinney. And they cut to the basket. And Draymond and DeMarcus Cousins are that good of passers where they can make that little backdoor bounce pass. And it's right on the money. It's an easy bucket every time. So I really like that play a lot by the Warriors. So I think they got back to it. I think they're going to ride this uh, win. Ride the momentum going into home now. It is going to be a big question though. Back to Clay Thompson. If he's going to play next game. Depending on how serious the injury is. But I think that they can still ride it. They have to control it now that they're home. You can't let the Raptors steal it now. You can't let them steal any game in Oracle Arena. So I think the Raptors are going to have to go back. I'm going to say this again too. Kyle Lowry has to step up more. Shot 4 of 11. Danny Green, another guy. He hit some big shots this game, yes. 8 points. He's not really... And I'm not going to put it too much on him because in game one, Gasol and Siakam were in double digits. So that helped a lot. But if those guys aren't, they're not going to have great games every game. Especially Marc Gasol, he's older now. So he's not going to always have a great game. I think Siakam can be pretty consistent. He's still also a younger guy, but I think that he can be more consistent than Marc Gasol now. Um, But I think that Danny Green needs to step up too in those situations when Gasol and Siakam are not producing their normal their normal stats because Kawhi is always going to do his he's always going to get his points he's always going to be solid I think Van Fleek too Van Fleek is always going to be pretty solid he's been pretty solid in the playoffs except for I would say the Sixers series but other than that he's been pretty solid so I think that Danny Green's got a you know, if that happens again, if Marcus Sol and Siakam are not able to step up, you're a starter. You also have to contribute and get a little bit more than eight points to kind of... I mean, they only lost by five, so if you at least give them a nice solid double digits points, you never know. So, And I'm not going to put too much... I can't put too much of the blame on him. He hit some big shots, especially late game. But Kyle Lowry, he can't get fouled out. And... Yeah, I understand some of the calls are refs and everything like that, but that last foul for him to get fouled out, it was wasn't smart at all. So, but they'll, I think they'll pick it back up. I think Nick Nurse will make his adjustments as he always does. They'll come out game three, knowing what to do. So it's gonna be fun. I think the Warriors, they play really good. That eight, like I said, eighteen to nothing run. You, you just can't go wrong with that. And Toronto's got to step up and do way better than that wait you, you can't let these guys come out and and you know go on an 18 to nothing run especially in toronto too so 
But I think everything else, I think the Warriors will come out next game, game three, with that energy and the momentum. Big question for Clay if he's going to play or not. Is Durant going to play or not? I don't think so. And I don't know much about Clay either. I don't know if he will play. So I think Toronto, though, I think they'll come out, they'll do their thing. Nick Nurse will make his adjustments. And I think we'll, it's going to be a fight for game three. So can't wait for that. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And I'll talk to you.